Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, powered by Jetro. Each week, we bring extremely valuable accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and putting more money in your pockets. Here's your host. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Now with this week being Christmas, I wanted to do an episode as I know a lot of people will be busy and traveling, so we're putting a placeholder in this week. In today's episode, I have a guest appearance that I did on the One Big Tip podcast by Jeff Mendelson. So I'm going to be sharing that episode that I did earlier this year on the One Big Tip podcast by Jeff Mendelson. I hope you enjoy it. We're talking about tax planning, which is exactly what you guys are are listening to this podcast for. So I hope it's enjoyable to you. Um, and I also want to just let you know that I, I want to wish you as listeners uh, to have a Merry Christmas. I want to thank you for continuing to listen, continue to tune in, continue to collaborate and work in our Facebook group and provide content and provide ideas on what we should continue on this podcast. So this time of the year, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. If you're doing some traveling, travel safe. Enjoy the podcast from the One Big Tip podcast with Jeff Mendelson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. And today I'm really pleased to have with me Mike Jesselshek on the line. He's a CPA and founder of Jetro, a digital accounting firm specializing in small businesses across the country. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Jeff, thanks for having me. Super excited. It's a pleasure to have you here. So I wanted to hone in on something that we're talking a little bit on the pre-call is that you were a digital accounting firm. Basically, what that means is that you don't have an office. You are entirely virtual. And we were talking how that's sort of an anomaly in your field. I was wondering if you can go into a little bit about how you got started and what you guys are doing today to help small businesses with their accounting. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. We started the firm uh, accounting firm seven years ago. Prior to starting that accounting firm, I worked in an online marketing industry. It was a pretty unique part of the industry, very small. Um, and everyone in that industry was a younger generation. Everyone worked virtually, um, didn't have any kind of big offices or anything like that. And so when I decided to move into the accounting firm space and start the accounting firm, I was already in that type of atmosphere, working virtually. Everything was done virtually. And so I said, that's the way that we want to start our firm. That's the way we want our firm to be. And 70 years ago, this wasn't extremely common. You know, you didn't see a virtual accounting firms seven years ago. Now it's becoming more and more common, but it's still, I would say, an anomaly. There's still more traditional accounting firms than your virtual accounting firms. Um, so that's really how we started. I was uh, owned a couple businesses in the online marketing space, um, and I was at mostly at, uh, in the partner the partnership that I was in. I was mostly working on the finance side and saw just a need for that virtual accountant um, specific for small business owners. And that's how our firm started. And so I say it, it was a blessing in disguise. I never worked for a public accounting firm. So that the one downfall is that I don't have that experience of how accounting firms work. But the good side of that is that I also don't bring in the typical baggage that comes in with running an accounting firm. So we started something fresh, something that wasn't based off of an already model that I've been experienced in. And so I always say that First couple of years were tough, you know, trying to learn how do you do this whole accounting firm thing. But after we got into it, sort of rolling, it made it more clear. So now we're we're just focused on you know helping small business owners be be more successful in their businesses, and so that's anywhere from financials and bookkeeping to taxes to payroll. And so that's really our focus is exclusively on small business owners in those bookkeeping, tax, payroll area. All right, cool. So 
that segues nicely into your one big tip, which is the importance of tax planning for small business owners. And it's not just the taxes that you pay, you know, the sales tax that you pay when you purchase something or the taxes that you pay to the IRS, you know, at the end of the year, there's a lot more thought that goes into it. So I was wondering if you can go into a little bit more of what tax planning actually is as opposed to tax paying and how thinking about that beforehand can actually benefit your bottom line in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. So when most people think of taxes, they think, I see my accountant in February, March, and April, we prepare and file our taxes, send it off, and then I don't talk to that accountant again until next February, March, or April. And really what we try to do in our firm is kind of flip the switch and say, the problem with that is that when you see your accountant once a year at tax time, the tax year is already over. And so the tax strategies to help minimize the amount you pay in are very little, very small. There's not many tax strategies available after the year's been over. Now there's a few, but they're just not as abundant as they would be in regular during a regular year. And so we take that switch and say, instead of having that idea of, I'm only going to see my accountant once a year to prepare and file taxes, we take it and say, let's focus on tax planning. What can we do throughout the year to make sure that you're paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible? That, that takes into consideration a lot of things. We need to implement different strategies into your business. We need to implement tax strategies to help minimize that tax liability. And so we, of course, prepare and file taxes in tax season. But to us, that's just taking information, taking our bookkeeping, taking our information throughout the year and sending it off to the state and, and federal agencies. But where our focus is in, with clients is saying, how do we do tax planning? What are things that we can implement? Can you hire your kids in your business, get a business deduction, and they pay no income taxes on it? Can you set up a retirement plan to get a business deduction helping to fund your retirement plan? Can you set up a home office? And just looking into various tax strategies that we can implement for clients. And when we look at tax planning, tax planning is exactly that. Finding ways to lower your income or lower your taxable income in the IRS's eyes. And the IRS does not disallow using the tax code to minimize your income. A lot of people get nervous and they get scared about tax strategies. There's nothing in the law that says you cannot use the tax code that's readily available out there to your advantage. And so that's where we try to pick different pieces of it and try to explain that to clients and find out how can we implement these types of strategies in your business to just, again, make sure you're paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. And of course, when we go prepare and file a return in tax season, we'll just be sending that information to the IRS but we've already done the legwork to make sure that tax bill is as little as possible. And so that's kind of the idea behind tax planning. One thing we always say is that as a business owner, you are, have such a, a bigger advantage over anybody else. And we look at it this way. If you're a W-2 employer, just someone that works for someone, you get your paycheck, there's taxes taken out, and then you get the take-home portion. And then any spending you, are, you do has already been taxed. So let's say you make $5,000 in a month and you to get your taxes out, your take home is $4,000 for easy math. Any spending you do is after tax. But with a business owner, we have the ability to do pre-tax spending. We can get normal, ordinary business expenses as a deduction prior to even being taxed on it. And so that's what we try to get business owners to think of. How can I move post-tax items into pre-tax items? And that's where the business tax savings planning is really idealized. How can we get more business deductions for valid business expenses 
that maybe otherwise would be considered an after-tax expense for an everyday employee. So that's interesting. I employ some of these vehicles for doing that, but I was wondering if you can go into some to some better or more specific examples of what that would be like. Like in my case, I I use my business debit card for paying for gas on the car since I'm usually driving either to or from work and I know that even that's like a like a gray area, but what are some great examples of that you could spend pre-tax on or or spend from the business as opposed to spending from your personal bank account that would allow you to lower your your ultimate tax uh, tax burden. Yeah, so you brought up a really good example, mileage to an office. So typically, when you go from your home to your office, if you're a business owner, you have an office, you go from your home to your office, that's considered commuting miles. Those are not deductible business miles in the IRS's eyes. Now, if you go office to office, those are those are business miles. And so we say to clients, let's think about that. You're a business owner. Can you set up a home office? Can you do administrative work out of your home? You get a home office deduction. But now that you have a home office deduction, when you go from your home office to your regular office, that's no longer a commute anymore. You're going from an office to an office, which is a business deduction. And so you're double dipping almost. You're getting both the home office deduction and you're also getting more mileage anytime you leave your house for business because you're automatically at that place of an office. So that's one good example you brought up of ways to turn that around. Some people say, you know, I'm just going to deduct it either way, or I'm just not going to deduct any travel to the office. Well, here's a strategy that you can implement to do that. Another thing might be is, let's say, when you, when you look at your everyday expenses, so you go, you go to lunch with a friend, is there a way that you can make that business related? Is that friend a potential client of yours? Are you discussing potential, you know, your business? And maybe your friend is does online marketing or for owns a marketing company for something else. And maybe they're not a client, but you're discussing potentially being clients. And we say as long as you have an ordinary and necessary reason for it to be a business expense, you can take it. And so it's just looking at those little things and saying, how can we turn an everyday expense into a potential business item? And so that, that, that's one good example, mileage, home office, um, using meals as, a, as an advantage if you, if you have a way to do that. There's so many different strategies. And when we, when we look at tax planning, we really look at two levels. We have baseline tax planning. These are tax planning strategies that are available to businesses of all shapes and sizes, whether you're making $10,000 a year or you're making a million dollars a year. A baseline tax strategy can be implemented for anybody. And once you graduate, and let's say you are making that million dollars a year, you bring in more advanced tax strategies. These are tax strategies that might cost a little bit more. They're more complex. They're harder to implement. But you have the income at that level to be able to manage that increase. So it's when we look at tax planning, it's just figuring out what your future is, what your current situation is, and then finding strategies that we can pull into your business based on where your current situation is. Amazing. That's some really great advice. Mike, uh, can you please tell everyone how they can reach out to get to know your firm a little bit better? And if they want to contact you, what's the best way to do so? Yeah. So you can find us right on our website. It's www.jetrotax. And that's J-E-T-R-O tax.com. 
Uh, we also have a small business tax savings podcast. So if anyone's looking for tips, we do weekly episodes. They're just really quick hit, very similar to this one tip or one strategy episodes. So you can look back and find episodes that might be relevant to you. And we're going to talk about a strategy, how you can implement and implement that in your business. Um, so you can go to our website or the small business tax savings podcast. And we're also going to have a link up for a download for the seven biggest tax loopholes that business owners miss out on. Uh, so we'll have a link in the show notes for that download as well, if you're interested in that. Amazing. Mike, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time and wish you the best of luck with your accounting practice. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. Now, one last thing before I go, don't forget to check out our podcast website at www.jetrotax.com. Simply click resources and then podcast where you can go there and check out our past episodes. Also, don't forget to join our free bookkeeping training program and free Facebook group. I've provided links to both of these in the show notes below. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast from the team at Jetro. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and share with other business owners. If you have any questions or future topics you want to hear, email them to tax at jetrotax.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.